for me home is where my husband is wherever he is i cannot live without him wherever like we lived in that huge big house with swimming pool in chandigarh with fruit orchard and for 3500 square yards and then we shifted to that small little one bedroom uh, apartment in dc no problem at all yeah but he should be there <laughs> <laughs> My name is Rituja and this is Roti, Kapra or Makan where we talk about the basics of life food clothes and the idea of home Jaya has a flair for languages a passion for gardening and a love of cooking youngest of her 10 siblings she was her father's favorite She loved to play outdoors with her siblings and friends and loved to dress up and keep long hair. A good student, Jaya's father had dreams of his daughter becoming a lawyer. However, Jaya knew that being a lawyer was not in her blood and decided to study economics instead. Indeed, this is where she met her future husband, Jay. Jay is the center of Jaya's universe. I my name is Jaya it used to be Jay Lakshmi but I cut it short and made it to Jaya and uh, I I cook for all the families here that's the most important thing I do and I enjoy it I enjoy my grandchildren mm-hmm. I um. love gardening and despite my lot of handicap back and hip and waist and all that I do try to do my gardening I cannot ask my grandchildren to help me with gardening so they don't they hate it. Oh. <laughs> See for us when the daughter gets married nariyal is very important and when she got married I managed to get the nariyal from my house in Madras Nungambakkam which I had planted many years back. Oh. I managed to get some and used it for her wedding. So you said um you know you're you're the chief cooking officer in the house you cook a lot mm-hmm. do you remember the first time you cooked something on your own Yeah I do because like I told you earlier I come from a big family and I had five elder sisters to look after the cooking at home and I was a tomboy I used to play around with my two brothers younger brothers and I used to play football gilli dandal and cricket and all kinds of boys things i never went to the kitchen at all till when i came to my sslc at that time my elder sisters of all gone away to college because uti had no college so they had to go away to other places to college and my mother had to go to look after her younger brother who was ill in some other town and my two younger brothers and i were they left and i was left to cook Mm. and i did not know anything at all about cooking so i used to cook and i used to go tell my father appa i made sambar but it needs repair so he used to do the repair <laughs> sambar how old were you at that time 15 16 oh, okay yeah. and uh, he took he taught me cooking so he used to mm. say papa is the best cook in this house because i taught her how to cook <laughs> but when i got married i could cook yeah yeah Jaya is a lifelong learner, a self-starter. She has taught herself foreign languages, swimming, to name a few things. It's a big story. 
I wanted to learn French even when I was in school, but we didn't have French in our school. And then I wanted to learn French in intermediate in Queen Mary's College. They had French, but they said since you took Tamil as your um, second language in school, you have to continue with Tamil. They wouldn't let me do French in school, in college. Then of course, when you go to BA or BA, you don't have that. You, know, you only have English, the first language and then your special subject, no second language or anything. So I somehow or the other gave it up. Then we were living in Kanpur. At that time I had some nun some from some school. She was, she was saying that she can teach French. So I used to go to her place mm. and learned, started learning a little bit of French. Then we got transferred to Delhi. In Delhi I used to go to South Extension, Alliance Francaise, which is run by the French people. And I used to go there morning for audiovisual classes, evening for grammar classes. I used to drop him in his office, drop the children in their school and then go there and then learn. And I was fond of learning things, especially French. So within three years, I managed to do what other people did in six years. Oh, wow. Then we got transferred to Chandigarh. So Chandigarh, the director of Alliance Francis in Delhi told me there is an old lady there. She can't speak herself French, but she's the head of the French department in Punjab University. All you can do is maybe to go and borrow some books from her and learn because you can't do, you can't improve any further your French. I could speak fluent French because if you learn from such centers, mm. you learn to speak. Otherwise, many, many places you teach French, nobody can speak a word only. So I went to this lady, I spoke to her in fluent French and I told her I would like to get some books. And she was a very cunning lady. She was head of the department for many years. She was well past 60 and she should have retired. But she did not want to give up her job. So she recommended me to the vice chancellor and gave me a assistant lecturer's job. Oh. So I went to borrow a book and, and I then came you back a job. to the job. <laughs> oh, After wow. that, I never turned back. Mm. I improved my qualifications. I used to go to Delhi with him. I used to go to the French embassy, talk to them, ask them to give scholarship people who had not got their MA in French. So I used to go to France and I used to have my job taken care of with my salary taken care of and I used to get my fellowship there. Mm. So like that I used to go periodically. That's why I used to let him down and go off to France. Ah. So I did like that and I, within a couple of years, I became the head of the department. Oh, really? Punjab oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah, and then for 30 years I taught French. Oh, really? In various places, wherever we were posted. Like mm -hmm. they say, Madame Shridhar, very good teacher, but if her husband gets transferred, she'll give up no. her job. No. <laughs> was that hard though? Was that hard to give it up was job? Hard. It was hard. Yeah. Although her husband had never faced overt racism or discrimination, Jaya was not so lucky. Trying to find work in America was challenging as well. People could not fathom that a brown woman would teach a foreign language, that to French, to American students. So I gave up my head of, head of the department's post because he got transferred to Chennai. Mm. So I tried to live there one month, I couldn't. I couldn't live. I said, no, for me. But the children were in boarding school at that time. Mm. They had both been in uh, Sanawar boarding school. But then I had to go to France. That is when from the big house in Chandigarh, he said, I lived in one room. They went to boarding school and I went to France. Right. So like that, I used to go to France periodically, six months, one year, two years. 
and my final doctorate i was thinking i had to go to france i had a choice at that time either to go to paris live there on my own give my doctorate uh, uh, thesis i've done another thesis which is as good as doctorate and the choice was either go there or to go to seattle look after the Grand delivery of akshay mm. i said for me a grandson is more important than any doctorate or anything like that i came to seattle mm. and then i did when we came here in dc i was teaching but america my experience in teaching french was very very disappointing mm. and if you want to talk about discrimination yeah i faced a lot of them mm-hmm. yeah so t- tell me about um, like you know when i came in i applied to various universities because i had excellent qualification i studied in the sorbonne the mm. ur you know the most yeah. important university for french yeah. in paris sacrificing family children everything and uh, you come here you apply i apply to various universities what happens is the head of the department or chairperson who is called chairperson here invariably there's the chairperson of english department even for french for french french oh. whatever language it's all part of english mm. so the lady who interviews you knows nothing about french right and she can't speak a word of french what happens is when i apply they don't ask you for caste or nothing mm. you know so they only look at your qualification and i have very good qualification when they call me for interview and they see me you know they think how can an indian brown skin mm. lady do i remember once very specifically america american university you see dc they had shortlisted two people one french lady and one me and the coordinator was a french lady she was the one who received my forms and saw my forms and all that and called me and shortlisted too but final interview was to be done by the chapers and that lady rejected me mm. then i called the coordinator i asked her tell me frankly between the two of us who deserved the post she said without any doubt you deserved it you can see from jaya's voice that she really loves teaching french to her students and indeed she was a very popular teacher there were lots of french teachers there so many students used to opt for my class because mm. i said why they said ma'am you make us speak french whereas the french teachers want to learn english from us oh <laughs> i can give you a very good example of an experience i had mm. that was when i had been chosen my class was being chosen for a demonstrative class for a couple of girls who had passed out from JNU which was the yeah. other big center for french and the um, director of alliance francis a couple of people from french embassy and the students they were all there to watch how i taught mm. and that time i think i was doing a lot of repair work for my house so i was kind of walking around and all that this was an afternoon class so and my class i had a rule anybody who spoke a word of english have to put One rupee in the in the tray I had kept, uh-huh. and after that we used to go during interval and have coffee or some snack or something in the canteen. No English word was allowed from day one, and whatever I taught, I used to demonstrate. Mm-hmm. I'll say jamash, then I walk. I say jikri, I write. So everything, whatever I said, was demonstrated. No English was used. So that particular day, I was teaching. All these people were watching and all that. and i don't know i was very tired i had done a lot of work in the morning i was feeling very very tired 
and uh, I said Yusufati gay and I fainted. Oh, I fell down. So the whole class was very happy. They said, "Okay, she's showing, demonstrating that she's tired." <laughs> <laughs> What actually happened was there was a doctor in my class. This classes oh. were open to everybody. So the doctor realized that this is no demonstration. So right. they came immediately and found that I had really fainted. Oh my goodness! And then they said, "Go back home. <laughs> no class today." So where did your father's desire to ensure that all of his kids were educated come from? Yeah, this is because like when he passed out his law from some Tanjavur Kumbakonam college, he wanted to practice his law in High Court, Madras High Court, and he needed five hundred rupees. And he asked his mother, and she refused to give him the five hundred rupees. So he was forced to come to Uti. which was a cold place and then he was newly married and uh, they didn't have any money or anything at all he had to start from the scratch and i remember my dad telling me my mother used to wear a nine yard sari you know those brahmin ladies mm-hmm. we have seen some movies and all that she had two saris and they used to say that she wore one sari and they covered themselves with the other sari because they didn't have money to to maybe buy a blanket but then my father became a very famous lawyer he educated all 10 of us because he said you know those days my age girl want to finish your school you get married way back in the 50s mm. even from my student my my colleagues all the girls got married i was the one who went to college same with my elder sisters all were elder so they all had to got married after they finished school but my father said no i'll educate all of them i'll make them stand on their own feet so they don't have to depend on anybody else for their money mm. so he educated all of us i was curious how jaya had met her husband we were in college together mm-hmm. so i remember i had applied for chemistry honors because i was fond of i told you what this honors means mm-hmm. no you do only 3 years but you get masters degree mm-hmm. at the end of 3 years and i came to the college to see where my name was and i found that my name was under economics because mm-hmm. that is what they told me i have to do for doing my ias exam and then uh, uh, jaya kalyanraman I do not know how your name J Sridharan because mm-hmm. J J no he all Jairam his father yeah. name J so I found the name then I said okay some Sridharan fellows there then we went to the class and there was a lot of talk everybody said there's a boy called J Sridharan in this class he got admission in engineering college and he gave it up and he came to this class so who is this guy no it was a big news because engineering college admission and all was very difficult even hard days mm-hmm. medical and engineering very difficult to get. Mm. So who this guy who got admission engineering college and gave it up? Then we found this guy there. Yeah. And then we were the only two in our class who had maths background. Because mm. until then economic they did not have much to do with maths. But that particular I think we had a subject called statistics. So for that they needed maths background. And then we were both rivals, you know, throughout. Mm-hmm. He used to come first in some subjects. I used to come first in some subjects. But I suppose. That's how it started, <laughs> and then you knew each other for five years before you decided to get married. You Or know, yeah, we so got married in sixty, and mm-hmm. we both knew each other from fifty-five. Yeah, yeah. 
was there any objection from your house or from his place because like i told you my father had told me very clearly because i said i won't go to any small town i'll go to presidency college boys college he said okay i'll send you boys college but you should behave yourself you should not come out, come back and say i want to get married to this guy and things like that if you promise to do that i will send you i said fine i'll do that and then we came and then i knew that he was interested in me but kind of you know i i did not encourage him and then just before going back home after the final exam he kind of sent a couple of friends and said you want to talk to until then when i kind of ignored him he completely ignored me he used to talk to all the other girls <laughs> he never used to talk to me he never came anywhere near me for one solid year mm. then at the end of the year he we have a we had a very nice muslim friend he told jamil so he said i want to meet you in the university so he kind of proposed to me and i told him i said look i came here to study and i told my father that i'll do nothing but study and i'm going back i came back and we had lots of friends they all said we used to call him gandhi <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> so I said, what did Gandhi say? What did Gandhi say? I said, he kind of proposed to me and I said no. Uh-huh. And I started crying. Oh. <laughs> I was so sad because yeah. I did like him. Then I went home and I found that my brother-in-law knew his father well. Uh-huh. So I told my brother-in-law and he used to come to Uti. You know, they used to come for summer holidays and all that. And he used to come to our place also. They, they all knew him kind of. Mm-hmm. But they didn't know anything further. So I told my brother-in-law and he said, okay, I'll tell you, daddy. And then my father said, I have no objection. Only thing is the other girl is not married. So until she gets married, mm-hmm. I don't want the younger sister to marry. My mother asked me, how old is he? I said, he's one year and four months younger. <gasps> oh, at least five years older he should be. Otherwise, you cannot get married to him. <laughs> she was very shocked. Poor thing. <laughs> Did Jaya enjoy wearing saris or western attire? So we're talking about um, clothes. Do you enjoy wearing Indian traditional clothes too? Like I think I was the only person I remember when we got posted to Delhi and I was teaching at the Delhi University. Somehow I managed to get a job in Delhi University also. At that time I decided that you know my sari was very uncomfortable for me. You know I used to drive and I used to teach a lot of places, drive a lot. I somehow did the switch over to pants even in India. Mm. After that I have never turned back at all. I can't wear a sari now even for uh, occasions weddings and all that. Like we go to every every time possible we go to Chennai because they have a music festival every December to January and it's mm. so fond of music we do last year also we went. I was the only person I think who went around in my pants <laughs> shirt you know. I find it very very uncomfortable. We end our conversation with a story from Jaya which exemplifies her drive to learn, her tenacity and her determination. We were members of this Kanpur club and then uh, we had a lot of expatriates because they were building their factory there the British company and uh, there was a secretary some army chap i forget his name so i went and asked him i said i want to learn swimming do you have any coach here he looked me like that sir in this club every member knows to swim mm. so there is no coach so i came back home and then i did not know what to do but they were all, all these expatriate ladies they used to swim in the pool so i approached them i said can you teach me swimming they said yes and at that time my son was just a newborn 
maybe about seven eight months old i was pretty fat and they said get a swimming costume wear it and come so i went to some shop and some funny looking swimming costume i looked like a baby elephant <laughs> wore it and then came and they said to teach me the breaststroke first they said do one foot and go and then slowly you'll get within a week i managed to get wow. and then i went to the secretary i said you can add one more person one more member of your club who knows swimming and if anybody comes to you and asks for some coach or something you can direct them to me i'll teach them thank you jaya for speaking with us what a wonderful inspiration roti kapra aur makan is produced by studio disha theme music by mansoor ahmed of resonate productions editing assistance by daniel gantner i am rituja and thanks for listening to roti kapda or makan